We need to get better at getting out of our own way. Too many of us, including myself, we hold ourselves back because of the fear of looking stupid, being judged, or fear of rejection when what we should be doing is being proud of taking action. Hey, you struck out twice. Not ideal, but hey, you showed up and you tried. It didn't work, but I know I can be better. How can I be better next time? Hey, I'm Ashley Agle. Some of you might know me as Ashley Burkhart, and I'm a former D1 and professional softball player who spent a few years coaching in the college game before deciding to put all of my focus into youth softball players and helping them make their dreams and their goals happen for them. It's our job to help them unleash their potential and become the athletes they've always dreamt of. I come from a small city in the Midwest and didn't let that stop me from making my goal of playing D1 softball a reality. No matter where you live, you have the tools to help you thrive, and I am hoping through this podcast to help you get there. On this podcast, you'll learn from Olympians, Hall of Fame coaches, and elite players what their journeys have been like, and you'll also learn from me and my family a bit of our journey through the game. I'm so excited to have you here, so whip out your notebook and let's learn how we can grow in this game together. Welcome to When the Cleats Come Off. Hey there, this is Ashley Agle, and we are back for another episode of When the Cleats Come Off. So welcome back, or welcome to the show. This game, as we know, has its highs and lows, and we've all experienced that. But wouldn't it be amazing if we can all ride our highs a bit longer and get through our lows a bit faster? Like your great games are stretched into a whole weekend and maybe even the next weekend. And your tough ones are turned around in a matter of pitches or innings rather than those long stretches that feel like forever. With what we're talking about today, you'll start noticing your slumps don't feel like slumps anymore and your confidence comes way more naturally than usual. And don't just think this is an episode for players. This is just as important for coaches and parents to think and talk about so you can help your athletes move on from their mistakes faster and get more wins on the table. Let's go. Okay, Ash, so this all sounds great, but how do we truly let our highs last longer and forget our lows much quicker? The key is practicing focusing on the long game. No, I'm not talking about the long ball, like focusing on hitting home runs. I mean, focusing on your long-term self, the version of you that you dream of becoming. This is how Michael Jordan got to become great. And if you look hard enough, any of the greatest have these qualities. They don't sulk about a bad performance or a moment as much as the average person. They look at their bad performance and own it. They move on and did something about it instead of sulk. They didn't get in their own way and suppress their feelings so everyone around them could feel bad for them. I say this so often. They know failure is part of the success equation, and they were able to move on. Sure, they probably wanted to see their stats so they can know exactly the areas that needed the most work on in their next practice, but they didn't let that one performance or that one at-bat define them. Instead, it lit a fire under their butt to be better next time. We need to get better at getting out of our own way. Too many of us, including myself, 
We hold ourselves back because of the fear of looking stupid, being judged, or fear of rejection, when what we should be doing is being proud of taking action. Hey, you struck out twice. Not ideal, but hey, you showed up and you tried. It didn't work, but I know I can be better. How can I be better next time? If we take that approach, how can I be better next time? Instead of, that's so embarrassing, I hope I don't do that again, or you're an idiot. (laughs) We put ourselves in a long-term mindset instead of a short term. What we really need is a little bit of Dory from Finding Nemo. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Having short-term memory loss. This is why I love basketball. This is why I love playing it because the game moves so quick from offense to defense that you really don't have time to think and sulk after making a mistake or a mental error. You have to move on to the next play and always be thinking about the next play instead of the last one. I'm going to give you a practice that works wonders for many. And when I do it myself, I give myself so much more grace and I'm able to move on quicker from my mistakes. And again, this is not just for athletes. This is for anyone. It's called the 20 second rule. Some people do 30 seconds. Some people do 10 seconds. I like the 20 seconds. Essentially, give yourself 20 seconds to acknowledge what just happened. In that time that you give yourself permission to get frustrated with yourself, acknowledge that you screwed up, process what just happened, and lastly, and most importantly, create a plan for what you're going to do about it. And the best decision here is to figure out what the next best thing is that you can go and do and go do it. Go execute it. But after that 20 seconds, here's the promise to yourself, you are done thinking about it. You have to move on. If you don't, that's where we get stuck. And if we don't flush the toilet, we know what happens. Starts to stink. You have to move on. This is where Sue Inquist's red light release button works wonders. I'll put a link in the show notes to that episode. But essentially, her team used to practice what their physical red light release or letting go of the last play or moment looks like. It's what you can physically do. Maybe it's pick up dirt and chuck it. Tap your chest and tell your teammates, I've got the next one. Smooth out the dirt in front of you. Flush an imaginary toilet, whatever it takes. That automatically is your trigger to let go of what just happened and get back to focus, back to where you need to be on the next play or the next pitch. This is something that you can do short term to help you have massive success in the long term because we all know your most important at bat is likely going to be in the last inning anyway. Your most important games are either at the end of the weekend or the end of the season. And with this mindset of learning and moving on quickly, your future self and whatever goals that she has is going to be so much better of a player in the long term because of that short-term memory loss. This game is about adjustments. The team, who usually adjusts to a pitcher earlier on in the game, wins. The hitting team, that adjusts to crazy wins and focuses on getting the ball in the dirt or down sooner, will likely win. Essentially, the team that acknowledges their mistakes, whether that be a couple errors in a row, a few bad approaches at the plate, 
they have each other's backs, they talk themselves up, and they move on the fastest. And when they do that, they almost always come out on top. And practicing these elements are going to help you and your team find more success, especially when it matters most. These mindsets will only come to you if we practice them. Coaches, use this verbiage in practice with your players. Just like Sue said, have a station at practice devoted to failure recovery when athletes can practice their red light release strategy and owning their mistakes. Maybe you make a station at practice so hard, sorry athletes, maybe a machine throwing 70 miles an hour where athletes have no other choice than to figure it out and learn from failure because they're all failing. And please don't expect them to be perfect here because they won't be. But that's a prime example of working on it. Parents, you can use this verbiage when you're talking about the game. We always want to talk about the game, right? It's just a matter of making sure it's at the right time, making sure it's not when the athlete's hangry or just finished the game. But when you do talk about it, ask your athlete, how did you get better today? What mistakes did you learn from today? And then go out for ice cream or something because it's not easy to talk about this stuff. But I promise it will become easier to talk about the more you do this. Sometimes the best thing we can do is ask our athlete questions and let her figure it out. Players, hold your teammates accountable to this. If they're being the Debbie Downer in the dugout, some people call it energy vampire, share an experience where maybe you felt the same way and follow up with optimism for the next play or the next at bat so you can help them move on. Some players are totally going to adapt and be on board and some won't. And you can't force someone to do something they don't want to do, but you can hold your teammates accountable. It just takes practice. Start adopting this strategy and practicing games and you'll notice these things. You're getting more clutch hits in those nerve-wracking moments. You're bouncing back from a tough loss in one game rather than two or three or 10. Your slumps feel like tiny bumps in the road. You're still confident in your next at bat even when you look silly in your last at bat. You don't care about your batting average because you trust that it will be where it's needed by the end of season because you're simply making adjustments little by little. And you're not worried about failing because you know it's inevitable and it's part of the process. This list can go on for days, but you get the point. By thinking long-term instead of short-term, you stress way less about the results and focus way more about the process. Need things to ask yourself? Ask yourself these questions. What did that teach me? How can I be better because of this? How was this experience for me? How can I help someone else with what I've learned? And ask yourself this, how did this experience make my long-term self, fill in your name, better? And you'll find yourself being a better teammate, a better competitor, a more coachable athlete, and overall, the athlete that you always dreamt of. Lastly, I'm going to say this twice because that's how much I believe in this statement. Process will always beat out perfection. Your process will always beat out your perfection. And if you're a perfectionist like me, you know this is a tough pill to swallow. And it's so much easier to say than do. But by focusing on your process, not somebody else's, everything seems a lot more manageable and in your control. Own your process 
and you'll start owning your game. Let's say a ball goes through your legs. Now your thought process is, who cares? I'm going to make the next play. You swing in a really crappy pitch. Who cares? You have another strike coming to work with, so be ready for it. Maybe you're the last out of a game, and it was a tight game, and you lost. Knowing this, you'll understand that you're not the only one who's been there. I guarantee you will be in that situation again. So that's where we start planning a different approach for next time. I'm telling you, success leaves massive clues. And this long-term thinking versus short-term thinking is one of these secret weapons that if you get really good at it, will take you to heights you've never dreamt of. Trust me. That's coming from a former pro and D1 athlete who never dreamt about making it to the big leagues. But she got there because she focused on getting better every year. Every moment, every situation, every at-bat, was leading me to my next home run. I got better each year that I played. Go look at my stats. Go look. I got better each year, especially in college. And I only got there because my dad helped instill these strategies in me at a very young age. That doesn't mean he wasn't hard on me. (laughs) Definitely was. But after a bad performance, we'd be at the field working on things. We took initiative. We took action. And that's what it takes. Do me a favor. Refer back to this episode whenever you need to get out of your own way. Because we all need it. You've got this. All right, this is a little side note to this episode. We are wrapping up season three of the podcast. Some big adventures are coming. (laughs) I wanted to let you know that once we roll into season four, we're going to have so many big interviews and guests that I know you're going to love. We've already got them lined up. I'm so excited to give them to you. But we're also going to be adding more partners and sponsorships to the show. And I know what you're thinking. Does that mean more commercials? Yes, it does. But before I just pop in those commercials, there are likely going to be a few coming up because that is a great thing. If you know anything about podcasting, I actually pay money (laughs) to give you this podcast. And you are worth every penny. But with this amazing sponsorship and partnerships that I have lined up, I'm going to be able to bring you bigger guests on the show more consistently and add in some video features that a lot of you have asked about, build a media team to help get the word out, and truly grow this podcast to heights that I have dreams to get to. You're not the only one with dreams, people. I didn't want to blindside you by just starting the ads once season four hits, but I did want to give you a little bit of a warning. But the good news is you're going to be hearing from brands that I truly trust in and that I use myself. I will not start talking about brands that I don't care about. They are all brands that I care about. And you're going to get some great deals because of these partnerships. So it's going to be a better experience for all of us. Thank you so much for understanding. And I'm just so excited to give you another season of When the Cleats Come Off. We've reached heights. We are over 100,000 downloads of the podcast. It's insane to think about. And we have so much more fun to come. As always, do not forget to stay awkward, stay humble, and keep smiling, my friend. I will see you very soon.